Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't take what's called until then. Shout out. Girl, how you feeling? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. No doubt. Can I throw a few headlines at you real quick? Go ahead. And everybody that's listening, in the last few weeks, especially ever since Brian Flores came out, I'm sorry, Brian Flores, since he came out with his lawsuit against the NFL, and three football teams and John Doe teams. I decided that I'm going to go back and kind of make a point to Brian Flores's whole point in suing the NFL. So I'm going to read a few headlines here to kind of get the juices going. HBCU bomb threats. Racist couple fired and arrested after verbally attacking a biracial couple and their 10-year-old son. A bill banning making white people feel bad about racism. Mitch McConnell's uh, class slip. If you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high as a percentage as Americans. The 1919 Elaine Race massacres you didn't learn in school. Over half of the white Americans surveyed are opposed to the movement for Black lives. White students in California are busted for mocking George Floyd's murder and wearing KKK robes. Texas book ban. Delivery driver calls the cops on a Black woman with a golden retriever because her kind, which is Black people, doesn't own them. Now, rules are limiting limiting on how teachers can teach Black History Month. You see why Brian Flores is suing the NFL now? It's stuff like this. Yeah. It's headlines like this. And if anybody that says that Brian Flores do not have a case, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. But that was all I wanted to say. I just wanted to, to read that. But that. And that even, yeah, that irritates me even more when people try to interject and they try to make an excuse or say, hey, this is not the case. Try to change it. They try to change everything up. I hate it when people do that. Get brainwashing. Yep. Brainwashing. No. Uh, narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the main word I wanted to use? Uh, besides brainwashing, it's the opposite of it. Brainwashing, narcissistic, gaslighting, 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 big time. 
Death Star. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, but we're going to be definitely talking about that more in that aspect of Brian Flores. In a minute. Believe that. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I absolutely just want to flip this because it seemed like every time I come across people, they seem to enjoy me telling my failed bet story. (laughs) So I'm just going to put this out here and I'm going to explain to everyone how I explain to everybody else in person how this story is. You remember that bet? Hold on, very first one, bet. Hold on, just one second. One second. Give me one second. Okay, go ahead. You remember our very first bet that we put on the DraftKings? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I do. So. Here's what happened with mine. It seemed like everybody enjoys this story because the way I explain it, they enjoy it a lot. So I'm going to put it like this. I have put down two bets on, uh, I think it was week 11 or 12. I don't remember which week it was. But I know it it was both. I can tell you. The both of the bets... There's rival games. The first bet I placed was Jalen Hurts. That was the Eagles versus Washington football team. That was the first bet. Mm -hmm. The second bet I put was the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers, I think. I think it was Denver and L.A. I can't remember, but I know L.A. was the Chargers was one of them, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember if they actually played the Broncos or somebody else from the AFC West or they just played somebody else entirely. (laughs) Because I would have to look at my bet sheet. I'm I'm trying to look at it now because we didn't do anything past week 17. I mean, week 16. Sorry, week 16. Well, y'all, you and the code did. I stopped it week 14 or 15. So I didn't even realize you had it that long. You say you didn't download the app until me and the code started doing it. That was week 15 or 16. Well, whenever the, I know it wasn't that long after because I had it. Yes, I did. Oops. I had it, but I don't remember when I put the first bet in. I don't remember. Oh, God. I'm about to look at these past games real quick. Was it the Giants and the Eagles? I thought it was Washington. That might have been it, though. The Giants and the Eagles played. uh, Is this where uh, the Eagles won? 20 to 16. Huh? 
twenty to sixteen? Nope. I mean, it, that's not it. I think uh, it's Washington. Hold on. It might be the that might be the following week. The week seventeen. Let's look at week seventeen. Uh, let's see. Yep. Eagles watched the football team twenty to sixteen. That was week seventeen. Okay, week seventeen. And then uh, you said it was the Chargers. That same week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chargers, both right games. That's it. Thirty-four to thirteen. Yep. That was fine. I was fine with Justin Herbert because I had Justin Herbert that game rush under fifteen yards or something like that. It was. It was um, over and under 15 yards. Right. And he, and he rushed. Got, and he rushed under 15 yards. I think it was like nine yards or something like that. He rushed two yards. <laughs> two yards. So two yards. I got that. That wasn't a problem. It was Jalen Hurts. He killed me. The heart wrench. So, of course, if everybody watched that game, that game was in a tight bit. Uh, quarter uh, at the fourth quarter and Eagles is winning 20 to 16. Washington had a chance to win the football game. Now I have betted on Jalen Hurts to get over 44 and a half yards, 44.5. Meaning in rushing? Yes, in rushing yards. Yes. At that point, he was at 45. He was at 45. Technically, he was right? over. He was over. So I had technically won it. But, of course, you have to wait to the zero 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 mark in order for you to claim it. Right? <laughs> so Washington gets down to their part of the field with probably like 16 seconds left. Throws a pick. Throws a pick, game over. Jalen Hurts gets out there. Instead of subbing for another quarterback to do it, they sent Jalen Hurts out there. Okay? They sent him out there. And bam, my man takes the kneel, dropped me down to 44. I lost it. <laughs> you lost it by a half yard. I lost it by a half yard. I was hot. <laughs> no, you was I was hot. I know you was. I know how you feel. Man, you want to talk about, you want to talk about gut-wrenching. That sucker was gut-wrenching. It was heartbreaking. I only bet it five bucks, but it was just a mere point, man. It's like, oh my gosh, where, why do you do this? You know? Yeah. Why do you do this? Yeah. And I didn't go right ever since. I I can understand your frustration because at a point, to your point, when Kansas City played against, uh, you know, Kansas City had played against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and and uh, Kansas City lost that game mm-hmm. by field goal. So technically, Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Twice, both by three points. <laughs> but that's beyond the point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I had betted for Patrick Mahomes to throw over 293.5 yards. Patrick Mahomes only threw in that game. And it was over because I was supposed to have been over. 
293 yards. He threw for 259 yards, and that took me off in itself because I would have won both my bets, but I didn't. Yeah, see, and I made the same mistake you did and betted on Patrick Mahomes, too. Mm -hmm. I betted on him to throw over 271 yards. He threw for 270. Mm. Another gut wrench. That's why I don't like betting, Daryl. I, I hate it. I hate it. I, I help other people, but I'm not good for myself, man. No, I'm not either. I'm not good for myself because I'm always second guessing myself. Exactly. I don't have to do the that. Confidence, but you know, the confidence is not even there when you're doing it on your own because you right. know it's your money, and exactly. it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And your and your paranoia is like, oh god, gosh, can't wait. See, and that's what happens when you gain the experience sooner or later, and right. then you get better. Right, you get you better right. at some point. You so, right. We ain't there yet, so <laughs> nowhere near it, my man. Nowhere near there it. Yet. Nope, we ain't even nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna jump right into uh, our um, platform talk, and then we'll come right back for the football segment with me. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. I'm there. That's Durham. Yep. We're actually doing a live recording for our platform talk today. And the platform talk consists of a segment of mine for afternoon coffee break and girls will be breaking up to help it today with the afternoon coffee break segment I needed to talk about Brian Flores and his lawsuit to the NFL now there are some things in here I just want to just touch up on real quick. They're really pretty much statistical numbers, and I just wanted to touch up on them. Daryl, get your thoughts about it, and just throw out any type of uh, uh, issues that, you know, result with this. Being the main quote of this all, to start it out loud, is, sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked. I misread the text. They are naming Brian DeBall. I'm sorry about that. Instead of uh, Bill Belichick, that was uh, him inform, uh, informing plaintiff Brian Flores three days before his interview with the New York, New York Giants that Brian DeBall had already been selected for the job. And then the quote that came with it is, Moral, morals cannot be legislated, but behavior can be regulated. The law cannot make an employer love me, but it can keep him from refusing to hire me because of the color. Of my skin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. One piece of information I wanted to read is this. It's 32 owners, none of whom who are black, profit substantially from the labor of NFL players, which is 70% of whom are black. The owners watch the games from atop the NFL stadium uh, in their luxury boxes, while the majority black workforce put their bodies on the line every Sunday vicious hits and suffering debilitating injuries to their bodies and their brains while the NFL and its owners reap billions of dollars. Statistical standpoint being this. Many players desire to coach in their post-playing careers and others desire to work their way to management level positions. 
at one of the NFL 32 teams, but unfortunately, black individuals or for black individuals, that is easier said than done. Said than done. One, only one of the NFL 32 teams, which is 3%, employs a black head coach, Mike Tomlin. Only four of the NFL 32 teams, which is 12%, employ a black offensive coordinator. Only 11 of the NFL's 32 teams, which is 34%, employ a black defensive coordinator. Only eight of the NFL 32 teams, which is 25%, employ a black special teams coordinator. Only three of the NFL's 32 teams, which is 9%, employ a black quarterback's coach. And only six of the thir- uh, NFL 32 teams, which is 19%, employs a black general manager. And these numbers come from the pool of players that is approximately 70% black. And this is not by chance. Rather than the uh, statistics above, and those described throughout this complaint are a result of race discrimination. And sadly enough, there are no black owners. The Rooney Rule has been well-intentioned, although it is hard to uh, attribute uh, Belivitous for the NFL to complete the lack of action that has been taken post Rooney to remedy discrimination and its uh, admits existence. The Rooney rule just pretty much just says this. Clubs must interview at least one diverse candidate from the career development advisory panel list or a diverse uh, candidate not currently employed by the uh, club. The club must continue best practice recommendations and considering multiple diverse candidates clubs must maintain complete records and furnish on the league upon commissioner's request and the final decision and is involved in the beginning he or she must be involved through the conclusion of the process now the Rooney rule says that pretty much you just have to you know consider uh, black head coaches interview them and go through all of that in one instance where Brian Flores makes a case for the Rooney Rule is this, as soon as I find it. Because I don't think I'm going to find it no time soon, but this is 58 pages of stuff. And what I mean... Yeah. That was a long... Yeah, that was a... I, I, tried, was read. I tried to read through everything I could. I didn't get to read through all of it, but I read through enough to be able to uh... I read through enough to be able to know that he got a case. As soon as I could find that, something told me to mark up here. Yep, here it is. Let's start real quick with the examples, the cases that he's making for, which he can actually back this up because breaking news just came out literally that says this. Breaking news says that witnesses have said that they have heard Stephen Ross offer Brian Flores money for lawsuit. And in his report, he was unhappy with the performances because it was underperforming. And to the contrary, Mr. Ross wanted Mr. Ford to tank the season and put the team in position to secure a first round pick in the draft. But indeed, during the 2019 season, Mr. Ross told Mr. Forrest that he would pay him $100,000 for each game lost 
that year. Then when the Dolphins started winning games due to no small part of Mr. Flores' coaching, uh, Mr. Flores was told by team's general manager Chris Greer that Steve was mad that Mr. Flores' success at winning games that year was compromising the team's draft position. Uh, after the end of 2019 season, Mr. Ross began to pressure Mr. Flores to recruit a prominent black quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry, not a black quarterback, a prominent quarterback in violation of the league's tampering rules. Uh, Mr. Flores has repeatedly refused to comply with these improper directives. Under the tier in the winter of 2020, Mr. Ross invited Mr. Flores on the yacht for lunch. Shortly after he arrived, Mr. Ross told Mr. Flores that the a uh, prominent quarterback was conveniently arriving at the uh, uh, marina. Obviously, Mr. Ross has attempted to set up a uh, perpetrator and impromptu meeting between Mr. Flores and the uh, prominent quarterback. Mr. Flores refused that meeting and left the yacht effective immediately. I believe so. Yes, that is my police so. There's a lot of stuff in here. I ain't going to read through all of them because... It, he details everything in here, but I tell you what I will do on my podcast. I will, I will go through every piece of information in here. Uh, another example being with uh, the New York Giants. Um, January 11, 2022, the day the Giants terminated uh, head coach Joe Judge. Mr. Forrest received a text message from Tim McDonald, the Giants co-director of player personnel. Two spoke over the telephone, according to Mr. McDonald. The Giants and the owner, John uh, Merrill, was extremely interested in hiring him for the team Baker's head coaching position. And later that day, after the two had texted about the uh, potential general manager and assistant coach for their candidate, Mr. Mc, uh, McDonald let Mr. Flores know that Mr. Morrow would be reaching out directly to him to express his interest. Mr. Flores let Mr. McDonald know that the uh, Giants' head coaching position would be his dream job. The following day, on January 12, 2022, Mr. Moore and Mr. Flores had a positive conversation about his candidacy for the head coaching position. This was followed up with a Zoom meeting call on Tuesday, January 18, 2022. On the morning of Sunday, January 23, 2022, Mr. Sowen, who has recently been announced as the Giants' new general manager, beating out multiple black candidates for that job, began the process of scheduling interview with Mr. Flores. That very same day in the mid-afternoon, Mr. McDonald, Mr. McDonald had told Mr. Flores that he hoped that Mr. Flores would come in and win the effing job. On Monday, January 24, 2022, Mr. Sowen finalized Mr. Flores' interview date for January 27, 2022. Unfortunately, just hours later, Mr. Forrest learned that the Giants continued courtship with nothing more than a discriminatory facade designed to show false compliance with the Rooney Rule. Indeed, on January 24, 2022, at 2.30 p.m., Mr. Forrest received a text message from New England head coach Bill Belichick, clearly an insider and preview to public information from direct sources, which include a snapshot the conversation speaking for themselves. It was clear by midday Monday, January 24th, that the Giants had already decided to hire Mr. Duvall in the communication uh, the decision to third parties, including to Mr. Belichick. Third example, Denver Broncos. In 2019, Mr. Flores scheduled an interview with Denver Broncos. However, then General Manager John Elway and President of the Chief Executive Officer 
Uh, Mr. Ellis and others have shown that hour late to the interview. They look just leveled, and they obviously have been drinking heavily the night before. That lets me know right there, you have no compassion, no respect, and professionalism for the gentleman that you are about to ready to go and interview for. You show no professionalism. None. Absolutely none. Correct. That's absolutely correct. It was clear in the sense of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rudy rule and that the Broncos never had any intention of considering him as a legitimate candidate for the head coach job. Shortly thereafter, Vic, uh, uh, what is his name? Vic Fango uh, was Fangio, a white man, was hired to be the head coach of the Broncos. And there are plenty more examples of uh, discrimination in the NFL, which I will go into into my own podcast Saturday. Girl, what's your thoughts? Hold on, true. This is what I believe should happen. In light of everything that just just happened with Brian DeBall getting the job over Brian Flores. And since he's filed a lawsuit, Flores has filed the lawsuit. I truly believe. What should happen is two things. This is just a cold hard truth. This is my opinion. This is what I believe. That number one, Brian DeBall should step down from the culture vacancy for the coaching <laughs> of I agree. the uh, the um, New York Giants. Giants. Yeah, the Giants. You know what's going to happen. It ain't going to happen. But that's what I'm saying. That's why it's an opinion. And this is my truth. He should step down. And they should rightfully sell and over that job to Brian Flores off of a fuck up that Bill Belichick decided to do, which he wasn't paying attention to, which is why people over 60 shouldn't be texting. Call. Just saying. The second thing that should happen is that there are too many black people supporting black people. This time, there should be some white people that should stand behind Brian Flores in this time of the lawsuit that's happening right now. Because right now, we are we're faced in a situation to where every black person that can be qualified for a position is not necessarily going to be hired for that position. And as you mentioned, there was quite a few black coaches and coordinators that are qualified to be coaches. Eric Benjamin was one of them. And he's been overlooked for the longest. And he's been wanting to coach a team for the longest. And with Brian Flores doing this, it really stands a point that Brian Flores is actually taking that risk of not being able to coach him. Let me stop you right there. There was also another piece of breaking news that just came out and said that two NFL teams are interested 
and Brian Flores. He said that he is still going to go forward with the lawsuit that is higher than not. That just came out 10 minutes ago. I forgot to mention it. Good for him. Uh, I mean, it, I think it, it was good. the Houston Texans and mm-hmm. it was the Houston Texans and oh, it wasn't on my phone that I got the notification. It was actually on here. Uh, it is no, oh, it was on my phone. It was a push notification. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't know where it came from. Um, the other team was... It was the Houston, Texas, and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's actually still going to pursue right, those opportunities. Right that are ahead of him, right? Because he could have been stricken first of actually focusing on the lawsuit. But at the same time, he's, his change is actually, is making a small progress. It's actually a big one, but small progress. Yeah. And you can't, you can't knock that. And I think that He's, he's in the right direction. Right. Believe it or not. He's in the right direction. Right. No doubt. He's doing something right. So people people are going to look at this and going to be like, well, uh, he had this opportunity and they're ready to move on and stuff like that. Like, if y'all didn't just pay attention to what is on that report, if y'all ain't paying attention, something wrong. And that, exactly. And y'all not paying attention to the fact, y'all keep saying that he ain't got a case. Y'all ain't paid attention to this board. Y'all have not paid attention to this at all. At all. There's so much factual stuff in here about racism and everything from from uh, uh, his personal view of what happened, even though that's really an allegation that he has to prove, which witnesses are wanting to come forward and tell their story on how Stephen Ross did that. So there's going to be some truth to it. But everything on here, he got a case. He got a case. Tread carefully. Tread carefully if you're going to challenge him. Tread yeah, very you careful. to be careful because that, he, he, he's not, he's not filing a lawsuit just because of immediate attention. No, he did not. He actually, now that you mentioned it, Daryl, I know, I, I, I hate that about you. Now that you mentioned it, <laughs> Here is what he is trying to benefit. If I can find it, because it might be, you can go ahead and continue if you want to, but I just want to see if I can find it real quick. Well, I was just going to say that I did watch a small clip of him speaking out on that lawsuit. Right. And the one thing that he wants from this is change. Bingo. Here it is. Thank you. Change is exactly what he wants. Here is what Mr. Flores is uh, Here's the thing that he wants I just gotta make sure I read this right Okay <laughs> Increase the influence of black individuals in hiring and termination decisions for general manager, head coach and office and defensive coordinator position Ensure diversity of ownership by creating and funding a committee 
dedicated to sourcing black investors to take majority ownership stakes in the NFL teams. I am so with you on that. Uh, ensure diversity of decision-making by, per- by permitting select black players and coaches to participate in the interviewing process to general manager, head coaches, and offensive and defensive coordinator positions. Uh, increase the objective of hiring and termination decisions for general manager, head coaching, and offensive defensive coordinator positions. Require the NFL teams to reduce to writing the rationale for hiring and terminating the term, I'm sorry, and termination decisions, including a full explanation of the basis for any subjective influences, i.e., uh, trust, personality, energy, performance, etc. Uh, require NFL teams to consider side by side comparisons of objective criteria, such as past performance experience and objective qualification. And he does make a case for this as well, too. Uh, increase the number of black offensive defense, defensive coordinators. Create and uh, fund a training program for lower-level black coaches who demonstrate an aptitude for coaching and an interesting, I'm sorry, an interest in advancing to a coordinator position. Uh, incentivize the hiring and retention of black general managers, head coaches, and offensive defensive coordinators through monetary draft and other compensation, such as additional salary cap space and complete transparency with respect to pay for all general managers, head coaches, head coaches, offensive and defensive coordinators. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So regardless to uh, regardless to how this lawsuit really handed out, it's an, it's a it's a wake up call. You got all this stuff on the field and racism and equal equality, all of that. Right. We're learning. It's not exactly where you want to be, but you're just rolling backwards. We're rolling backwards, and I said that last week on my podcast. We're just rolling backwards. We're not even moving forward. We just continue to just keep watching back. You know, because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, when you talk about Bill Belichick and he has some business texting over the age of 60, dude, I'm just going to be real with you. That's what happens when you are doing something bad, you will get caught. You will probably don't get caught in, you don't get caught. You will get caught. You are you're going, going to talk. slip up and you're going to do things that you had no business doing. Not at once. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, why do they do that? And the only explanation I've come up with is because they're, they're privileged. They think they can get away with that. And if, again, we do not start voting at a lower level in your state and local um, uh, uh, elections, mm-hmm. we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere on the... We're not going to... We're not going to... Uh, we're not going to get anywhere on the behalf of making any sort of change. Mm-hmm. Not a one. Yeah. Because then you're going to hear people complain. Let's get moving. We got work to do. That's right. Make sure that you are uh, registered to vote on a local level. Make sure you go out and vote. Of course, they're going to make it hard to vote. That's what they want. They thrive and feed on that. Put them out. Because we can't keep letting stuff like this happen. We just can't. We cannot continue to... Uh, all black people want to do is live life fairly. You cannot live life fairly with stuff like this. This should not be happening. Okay? This should not be happening. At and, all. That's, and that's even more... It's more ignorant enough because 
these white people believe that black people want to take over the world. Black people don't want to take over the world. That's not the problem. Black people just want to be treated equal. Right. Now. The black general manager and a white general manager, they want to be treated the same. Right. That's it. Right. The people, and also black people just want to showcase their skills. Exactly. Brian Flores got and Brian Flores got good coaching skills. Oh, yeah. I can't show it up. Why can't he prove something? You know, he proved when he went on that seven game win streak. Mm-hmm. He proved that he could be a good coach. He changed things around. He did what he was supposed to do as a head coach. Now you mad because y'all don't have acting right? I'm talking like, about and that's and that's what kills me even more. From and they try to cheat the win. The cheat by win do not even make it any better. It makes it far more worse to have a. Uh, it's, it's 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 worse enough that you have to go and try to make this uh, Brian Flores, this black man, cheat to try to get an upward advantage for. A quarterback. You ever heard of sleepers? And that's yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Where's your trust in your guys in the draft to pick right people? I truly believe, girl, that this is a this is a, that was an attempt to make him Brian Flores look bad, Flores look bad. Oh, I yes. Really oh, really yes. I really Man, that's not even a question. That's a fact. I'm, I mean, that's it's, a fact. And it's a fact. Because look what, look at the scenario. Look what would have happened if Flores actually went with that ordeal. Guess who would have got the black? Flores. They would have, they would have drove that man under the bus and it would have swept it and then he'd have been the bad guy. And then well, and everybody it, else is just gosh a lot about it. And it don't get any better to the fact that they already labeling him as an angry black man. Exactly. That is another thing that's ticking me off. I'm like, they tried to make it seem like it was locker room issues. Just contrary. It wasn't locker room issues. It was front office issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was front office issues. I mean, uh, where do we draw the line? I ask this question all the time. Where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line in ignorance of privilege and trying to do that. Where do we draw the line? I don't get it. We're we're a long way from actually getting equal rights as colored people. We're we're just a long way from it. And regardless to how we as some let me say some not all black people some that wants equal rights versus some that thinks that we do have equal rights. You should know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Pure ignorance is not helping that issue either. Right. It's not helping. No. It's just not helping. We're we're dying over here. We're we're like we're like gasping for air. We need water. We're gasping for air. Right. And we're trying to speak. We're trying to we're trying to speak on problems that are very very relevant right now as we speak but nobody's listening you know nobody's listening just like a brick wall between that side 
side. Like you said, where do we draw the line? Wait, well, you, know, took- you, you get away with so much. Why in the world do you think that's so hard? You know what I'm saying? It's it, it just not cool. I asked that question. Because it took 20 years for the league to hire its first black official for a problem. It took 40 years for uh, black players to be at a quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And Randall Cunningham. It took 43 years to get the first black head coach to be hired. Art Shell. It took 54 years for NFL to hire a black general manager, Ozzie Newton. And now it's taking 76 years following the integration that there has been a black commissioner and there has never been a black majority owner of the NFL team. Yep. Still waiting on that. Still waiting on that. Because Goodell don't want to give up his job. Nope. Because he, they act, many people have asked him to resign. He ain't going to resign. No, he's not going to resign. And he has it. You know, they're afraid that probably some black person is going to want that position and mess everything up. Bring in uh, 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 equal justice and, and all of that. And it's like, what's, what's wrong with what's wrong with looking at two sides of this whole idea? Getting a perspective from a black person versus a white person. When we actually going to sit down and understand all of this? A public senator wants to pick a better, a better battle than a black Supreme Court nominee. You see what we see going that with this? You see, see that? this? You see, see that? Point? You see that? Except some of those black assholes that are in the politics. Yep. Except them. Yep. They sit there and say, oh, we need a better battle pick than a black Supreme Court uh, nominee. Are you for real? This is this is exactly why that's happening. That's exactly why. <laughs> yep. And, and <laughs> I'm gonna be with you because this is ridiculous. I, I cannot. I cannot even imagine. I cannot imagine. You know, between black people having experience and being able to do things yeah. while we, we keep getting pushed back. Because if you case it, in case people forgot, black people is the reason why America off the labor of white folks that didn't do. And where is this problem coming? You know what I mean? Where, where is where is the credit for it? You know, where is the oh? I see black people do got our backs. Mm-hmm. Black people do actually respect work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, black people are the way yeah. to this world. Yes. I get that now. Oh, I totally understand. Nah. It ain't nowhere near. They got these black people working, risking themselves all over the world. And they still don't understand the fact that even though we have their backs and they think that we're actually trying to take their job. Yeah. Kaylin. Section Section 9, 1981 of the Civil Rights Act of 1866. 
Federal law pro uh, prohibiting discrimination on the basis of race, color, and ethnicity when making and enforcing contracts. The, the Section 1981 uh, specifically grants all individuals with the U.S. Dish, uh, jurisdiction the same rights and benefits as enjoyed by white citizens regarding contractual relationships. Courts have interpreted Section 1981 to apply to the employment con uh, context, including at will employment and the independent contractor relationship. Section 1981 is also uh, also prohibits retaliation. It does not prohibit discrimination on the basis of any other protected class. They violated. That. Why the lawsuit? You know, why they, they lawsuit? Violated. They violated. That's why exactly. it's in here. That's, That's why it's in here. Exactly. If he don't have a case, think about it again. Think about yep. it again. Art yep. Rooney. The Rooney. Uh, the Rooney. Uh, uh, the Rooney. They violate that. Yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And now we're down to what? How many black coaches? One. 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 Michael it. Tomlin. That's it. That's it? That's it. And apparently they are sticking to him who they can think. And that's good. Because he has not had a losing season yet. Yet. It gets and it gets frustrating when we sit down, we talk about this. It gets frustrating because there's nothing being done about it, and it looks like nothing will never get done about it. And that's why the frustration is still there. That's why the protest is still going to be there. That's why us speaking is still going to be there. It, it's going to stick, you know. It's going to stick because there's nobody listening. Right. Until we get the right person now, like you say, go and vote. And doing everything that we need to do to get the right people in the offices of wherever, we're going to be stuck in this mad-driven mess. We're going to be oh. stuck in it. Oh, you MFers. I'm making cases on all no, you bitches. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I... I'm upset and I'm annoyed. Yeah. Again, that's why I'm wearing this jacket. Yeah. Not in representation to Miami, but in the representation to Briar Flores as his last head coaching gig, because he still should be coaching. Mm -hmm. he, should, he should have been rewarded to at least be in the hunt and not eliminated earlier in the season. He actually deserved another shot. Point blank period. He earned it. Why not? You know, so he made something out of nothing out of two. And he got better. Now what's going to happen? Right. Because they want to get rid of two and now they want to drive probably a better quarterback. Right. I, we can't win, girl. Okay, we before we gonna win. We're gonna win. No matter what we If it win. takes 50 years, if it takes that to be dead. Girl, awesome. It's taken 400 plus years and it's still gonna be dead. Let's be real. Well, like I said, I have more on this myself. After the coffee break there, this is just a segment of it. 
how I went from former conductor uh, after the coffee break. Uh, I'll definitely have more on my own podcast. Comes out of But we'll be right back. We're going to have a live talk uh, breaking mental health with Daryl. We'll be right back. All right, we're back again. Don't take sports talk. I'm Daryl. Darren's on the other side. All right, so here's my side of with breaking mental health. With breaking mental health, I actually sit down and I just talk about mental health. Very, very, very is the difference of things as you hear on um, my podcast if you actually sit down and listen to it. But now I have to take a twist on this behalf. And I've talked about this when we had the segment. Um, what was the name of my segment? I don't even remember. Um, what was the... Um, hold on. I don't remember the name of my segment that we had before I stopped. Uh, I, I think I do. And it might just be right here. Hang on. Let me look through this real quick. Because it's, it's here. I know it is. Nope, that ain't it. Um, While you do that, I got some breaking news. Go right on here. Uh, breaking news just came out just now. Um, y'all remember Jim Harbaugh was in high considerations of uh, being looked at for uh, the Minnesota Vikings head coach uh, position? Correct. He actually is returning to Michigan. <laughs> I wanted to see him come back to the NFL. <laughs> I really actually did. But... I, I could I, I I could commend him for doing that. Me too. Me too. They actually yeah it, yeah it, they actually um, yeah Michigan considered it so he is back with Michigan. He's returning. He is returning. I can't believe I did not remember the name of my segment and I was the one that made that crap up. What in the world? Um. Uh. Shoot. I'm gonna have to do this because I know I'm here. Um, I, I, it was a while ago, but I'm gonna have to go back and I might have to look at it I this way. I think I could go. I mm-hmm. think it was break. It was. I don't remember if it was mental health discussion. It wasn't that. I wonder. There was something like that. I, I got it. I'm sure I do. No, excuse me. I'm about to look at something myself. Oh. Wow. Did not see that. But <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hang on. I think this is. So I want to say. Talking mental health? Yeah, talking mental health. I believe that's what really I knew. It was something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, talking mental health. Yeah, that's what it was called, talking mental health. So I'll go take it a roll with it. So on talking mental health, I had actually discussed Ben Simmons on a couple occasions on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Today, I got to continue. So Ben Simmons has been in the news a lot here lately because of the fact that 
the way that he has handled criticism is not sitting well with a lot of people, including one's Shaquille O'Neal and his crew on TNT, which I totally, in my personal opinion, disagree with. Shaq has called Joel Embiid the man of taking criticism. He has called the man to be the leader of the team, while Ben Simmons has been the big ultimate crybaby. That's what I disagree with. Don't ever mock anybody with a mental health issue, ever. And here's my problem. Here's my problem with that. If it gets First to Shaq, let him hear it. Do not do that. See, it, it, this is my problem. Look, first of all, not everybody's cut from the same cloth. Right. Okay. When it comes down to criticism, a lot of people have to take criticism differently. Mm-hmm. If you feel that rejection is going to be your bigger problem in taking criticism, then you need to take a whole different approach about how you're going to criticize somebody. Shaq calling Ben Simmons a big crybaby is a real punch in the gut. It's not even a punch in the gut. It's really disrespectful. It's disrespectful, but when you're when you're talking about pain, when you're talking about emotional pain, it's a punch in the gut. It is a punch in the gut, but it's far more, it's, it's really just plain disrespectful because that is just plain ignorant to call somebody that while they're in the middle of a mental health crisis. Yeah, I understand that. And that is, and that's the big ultimate problem that a lot of people are blinded to see. But in a painful aspect, punching the gut is really, really the way to go. Because of the fact that you disrespected one of your, your best defensive anchors, to say the least. And the fact that you actually feel that you could judge one person to another, you have shown that you are a disrespectful person to say that about Ben Simmons. And that's not cool. It's not cool at all. So evidently, you got Ben Simmons. He was still upset with Joel Embiid because... Embiid had called Ben Simmons out. He didn't call him out by name, but he called him out by stats. He had called him out, I think it was after Game 7, either Toronto or Atlanta. I can't remember which one it was. I believe it was Atlanta, where Ben Simmons missed an opportunity for a wide-open dunk, and he also only made one free throw. That's what Ben Simmons is still upset about. And Shaq calls him a leader. What leader do you know that will go and call somebody out because of their performance and you can still take the ultimate criticism? That to me is not a real leader. That's not a real leader. A real leader to me will sit a person to the side, exclude the media and say, hey, we got some flaws that we can fix up here, but we got to let that go and let's see if we can run this back next season. Yeah, take him to the free throw line. Let him practice his free throws. Be there with him. 
Don't just sit there and just say, oh, I'm going to call this dude out by stats on because he ain't doing right. Mm-hmm. For real? Yep. yep. That, this that is where was, we going. And this is where we're going. And, and that was my big problem because you don't, you don't necessarily understand the psychological mindset of a person when it comes down to somebody criticizing somebody. Right. You don't understand the psychological ordeal. Right. You know, for you to judge one man, a grown man at that, right? Okay. You don't never put yourself in that position. Now, did Ben Simmons make some true mistakes during that game? Yes, oh yes. He did. Oh yes. Yes, he did. No doubt. All right. Yeah. But do that make you right to go and call him out? To the media right absolutely not no no way this is why you have something called players only meetings this is why you have something that's called keep it away from social media and um the media itself let that be your private behind the scenes ordeal because you don't know what ben simmons is going through he is mentally not ready to play and rightfully so, I can understand why. I can understand why. Because when people are not rooting for you anymore, when people don't believe in you anymore, it's time for a change. Right. It's time for a change. And that's where this is going right now. Now, I had originally said, hey, I had agreed with Kwame Brown when he said, hey, if your bread and butter is going to be on the court, you got the mindset to cash it in. Play your games, then you get that trade that you deserve. I originally went with that standpoint. Now, I'm crossing that out. To hell with that. If you want to sit out for as long as you can, bruh, I encourage you. Keep on doing it. You keep on because no matter... How much you're losing, it's not worth it. He is set to lose over 30, almost $35 million for not playing this season. He's set to lose that. And he's probably set to lose more. It's not worth your $35 plus million. That's just in my personal opinion. I wouldn't want to go through that shit either. I wouldn't want to go through that. It's not fair because... Everybody feels that Ben Simmons could be that crybaby, that nobody's looking at it from his standpoint, that he's not cut from the same cloth, that he should be approached differently. Give the man some time. Because you know what? That man could actually be sitting down right now working on his game. Do we know that for a fact? No. But no, he could be. That's one of the options. He could actually be sitting down, actually talking to a counselor, getting his mindset ready. If he do end up getting traded, you know, and that is, and that is to me, one step of getting ready to mentally get back on the court. Right. So I feel you do, you keep doing what you need to do. The hell with Shaq, Barkley, Kenny, to hell with all them and everybody else, the Philadelphia 76ers fan base and the team itself. To hell with them. 
you know, you can have the utmost respect for them, but at the end of the day, you don't have any right to feel the way that you're feeling. Right. Accept that change, get the change. You keep protesting on the behalf of yourself. You take care of yourself. Right. That is what is more important right now. I stand behind Ben Simmons and what he is doing. A lot of people is going to disagree with me, but this ain't your show. Right. I don't care what y'all think at this point. People got to understand. You got to look at this from a mental health standpoint. You don't know what's going on with this man, despite the fact that he's still upset. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't know what this man can be dealing with when he's upset. He could be depressed. He can have anxiety. He can have a lot of things. Right. That builds up in your mind when you're playing. Why he passed up that opportunity? Because he was he was really mentally distracted. That also causes for mental drainness, too. That's he's what mentally it does. Drained. That's what it does. Straight up. That's exactly what it does. Because he got criticized he just got criticized. Mm-hmm. You know, what in your right mind do you believe that you think it's okay? Right. Why do you believe that? You know what I'm saying? Because just because he hit one free throw and he don't want to take no threes and he want to take at least attempted one three. Who cares? He's a point forward. He's a point forward. Do you expect your point forwards to freaking take one three-pointer in a game maybe maybe some people have opportunities to make something happen everybody that's a point guard plays differently and he's one of them he's one of them we see mark jackson he's wide open he's gonna take that three he's gonna take that chance but he's not shooting that three every damn time right he's gonna stand there at one point Look at that shot and be like, you know what? I'm not taking that shot. Maybe on three or four different occasions. Because the Pacers knew that he was not a three-point shooting person. That's not what his game brung to the team. What brung his game to the team was his ability to pass, his ability to uh, post up, and then his ability to play defense on his end. I mean, that's what and the, the ability. Yeah, and his ability to make better uh, players better around him. Yeah. He made Reggie better. He made Dale Davis better. He made Rick Smith better. As a matter of fact, he didn't even make Rick Smith better. He he had more confidence in Rick Smith and Rick Smith brought his confidence in his game. That's what Mark Jackson did to him. And that's what Mark Jackson does. His playmaking skills makes his players better. And that's what people have to understand. Every player brings something different to the table. The goal is to come together and say, okay, how do we make this work? It's not, oh, we need you to do this and do that. No, because his game may not incorporate that. Exactly. Be mindful of that. Use your critical thinking skills. Use your problem-solving skills. Mm -hmm. Stephen Curry. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. Shooting point guard. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between him and Mark Jackson. Big time. Now, Ben Simmons, he is the guy that is a point guard that likes to attack the basket. He's not a shooter. He attacks the basket. Right. 
What is wrong with having a point guard that attacks the basket? Right. Why? Because you got right. why? Because you got another forward and a center that does that. What advantage? Think about the advantage that you would have as a six, seven, or six nine point forward going up against a six foot guard. That can't do nothing with you in the paint. A tackle. No. Go to the lo- t- a tackle. Foul. Get uh-huh. to the foul line. Uh-huh. You work to improve on your free throws. You work what's important for you. If you feel that free throws are not important to you, then a discussion is going to have to be made. That's where you actually have to go to a psychologist and say, hey, you got to speak up on this behalf. Bruh, if you attack the basket, you know that's going to match and match for connect. Right. Attack the basket, get to the line. That's the bread and butter. That's your bread and butter. That's how you score. You know, that just kills me. Right. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on this ordeal with Shaq saying that and Ben Simmons' uh, mentality, his mental uh, ways of thinking? Well, first off, let me say about Shaq and and, 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 and anybody that feels that this is just a crybaby baby move, don't ever take up on a bully. Play it simple. Do not do it. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're not doing anything to help the situation. You're only making it worse. Correct. Because Ben Simmons is listening to that. Oh, yeah. So your criticism plus other people's criticism do not equal well. Didn't we just talk about this with that black woman that committed suicide in New York? I think it's Chelsea Christ. I yeah. believe so. See mm-hmm. that right there. That mm-hmm. was word of mouth. Okay, yeah. that was word of mouth to the reason why she committed suicide. I believe it was racism on that behalf for her to commit suicide. But the main point is, is that we need more kindness in the world. Think about, think about bread. Think about yeast. Yeast is in bread for a reason. It rises. Now think of how much bread rises that the yeast is contributing to that rising. This right. Ben Simmons situation is just like that. You had this, you had this Ben Simmons situation that is exploding so much in far more of a negative way that it is making him be really excluded. Now isolated. That's not good. You need kindness to be able to get in there and get inside of his head. Because he should be back on that uh, uh, basketball court playing right now. With the support of his team and the support of all the fans. But instead, he's still sitting sideline all because you have somebody that don't know how to apply leadership skills. And then you have commentators that wishes to continue to bash him by calling him a crybaby. Mm-hmm. You don't know Ben Simmons' situation. Didn't we just also got also got to talk about this with Michael Beasley? While the world was laughing at him while he was dealing with some mental issue stuff? The fact that he left his shorts at home, but he had found out his mother died, but he was already on the way to the game? The That's a lot that going he had on. A situation with his family. Now in the fact everybody's laughing at him. Yeah, a lot of things are going on. You have got to be kidding me right now. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to have these talks. That's why these conversations about mental health is extremely important because we need people to be more kind 
to their kind. Mm-hmm. Period. We may not we may not know nothing about the game of basketball to the point where of how people can handle criticism and right. take criticism. Right. But at the same time, your leadership is based off of how people treat other people. Here's the thing. And you're right. When you say that we don't know how, you know, how that situation is and how the game of basketball is, but I know one damn thing that we're sure of. We sure damn well know how to spread kindness. We sure damn well know how to be able to, you know, encourage another person to be able to go back into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a history of that with me and you. Absolutely. So be mindful of what you're doing here. Be mindful what you say behind the microphone. Be mindful of the situation. Rather, if you are familiar with it or not, you should always be mindful of what you're saying. And always remember that kindness is going to be the answer. Do not let it go to a point where it is, uh, he's just a crybaby like Shaq's saying. That is not the way to go. Do not, no. No, no, no. Exactly. Let me say this. There is a big difference between criticizing, right, and showing tough love. There's a big difference between that. If you're going to show tough love, you show it out of respect and your leadership skills. Right. That's how you show leadership. You know, let me throw a quick example out there. Greg Popovich. After he has won multiple championships, he starts treating the media just a tad bit differently. You know, like at the end of the quarter, uh, at the end of the quarter stuff, uh, coaches' interviews, he always goes with one-word answers. He usually, that's the respect that you're going to get from this man. You, he went and had one word answers he'll he will still talk to y'all he'll talk to y'all but when he's on that court and he give y'all one word answers he's giving y'all one word answers for a reason right he ain't got time for it right he got to get back to his team right you know it's not so much that he's being a jerk or an asshole right he is just saying hey my word word answers is representing hey i really need to get back to my team Give me your questions. I I'll give you a quick answer, and it's basic, right? You know, very basic. it's very basic. But at the end of the game, what's he doing? Joking, playing, laughing at the media with the media. There's a difference. It's different. There's always because you always have your this. This is how a lot of people operate in the world. You have your moment of having fun, but then you have your moment of work. Exactly. I have my moment of work when I am running errands, when I'm doing different things, or when I'm at home here working. Mm-hmm. Them are my, you know, moments of seriousness. But the time that yeah. I am having fun is when the time that I'm actually going out to have fun. That's right. I'm not going to be talking when I'm trying to get work done. Greg Popovich is the same way. We're, we're literally right smack dab in the middle of a game. Yeah. I do not have time for this. So yeah, since the NBA is requiring me to do this, instead of me getting fined, I'm just gonna go give you one word answer and they can't find me for shit. Exactly. You know, every other coach complies with it. They'll give they'll give a basic answer, but it's more than one word. It's more than one word. Steve Kerr does it, Tyrod Lou does it, uh Dan Quinn does it, 
uh, you know, just about every coach does it. But Pops is different. Pops is different. That's who he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's cut from a different cloth. That's that's just my whole mere point. You know, when you when you look at a, at Ben Simmons like this, and y'all feel that he's a crybaby for it, he's mad for a reason. He's, he's mad. not mad for attention. He's not mad for attention. He's mad because he knows he got skills and nobody's not letting him use it to his advantage. You're exactly right. That's what it is. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And for people for Shaq to call him a crybaby like that, I tend problem to that. I tend to very serious problem with that. I don't like that. It's rude. It's disrespectful. That's and it's a punch cute. in the gut for his mindset. That is not cute. It's not all. cute at all. You don't do that on national TV. You don't say shit like that on national TV. Especially when, especially when it's your own. It, exactly. It, that's, that's even worse. That's worse. That's even worse. It's so sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad there. It's sad. But there, that's all I got for my mental health side. All right, so we'll be right back with the football side with me. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Here we are again. I'm Darren. That's Daryl on the opposite side. You got it. Thank you so much for listening. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are right here listening to us. So thank you again for listening. Let's go right down to it. Really quick. We're going to zoom right through this. Scores from the championship games. Uh, for those of you that just happened to just not be. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm sorry. I got a quick question. Yeah. Did I say Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn on what? When I was mentioning some coach's name. Did I say Dan Quinn or Quinn yeah. Snyder? You might have said Dan Quinn. If I said Dan Quinn, I meant to say Quinn Snyder. I apologize about oh, that. Oh, I got I just you. Thought yeah. about that. I got you. I just yeah. thought about it. It's yeah. Quinn Snyder, not Dan Quinn. I got yeah. to look at your notes. It's Quinn Snyder. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, I think you might have said Dan Quinn. Really I meant to say Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Because you was naming, you said Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, Tyron. Steve Kerr, Tyron Lou, and, and I believe Quinn Snyder, said, but I said Dan Quinn. Right. <laughs> scores for the championship game for those of y'all that probably just have not been in America in the last few days and had no idea what was going on just like when I heard that you know there was a few people in the state of Indiana that did not know that Lucas Oil Stadium was being built what kind of world you living in at that time we have that so for those of you that was not you know, around or didn't pay attention. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals is going on to the Super Bowl with a 27-24 win over the Chiefs. That is their second time beating them uh, in this season. Uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl with a 2017 win over the 49ers. In the news, the Bengals will be wearing black uniforms in Super Bowl 56 versus the Rams. Durrell, I believe the um, Rams have revealed their uniforms as well, but I do not know what it is. Uh, they they revealed it, and I cannot find it anywhere now because I thought I had it. Yeah, here it is. They might end up wearing their white uniforms. They might be, but I don't see it because they want to go into the app to read it, and I'm not going into the app yet to read it. <laughs> um <laughs> The Bears are going to hire defensive coach, defensive backs coach Allen Williams as their defensive coordinator. The That's Buffalo- another one to go. 
Yep. So now they got to fill two spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are expected to hire ex-Panthers uh, offensive coordinator Joe Brady as their quarterback's coach. Uh, Broncos will hire Packers Justin Otten as offensive coordinator and uh, Clint Kubiak as the quarterback's coach. Is he related uh, to Gary Kubiak? Maybe. I don't know. All right, go ahead. Jalen Hurst is to undergo sur- ankle surgery and should make a full recovery by the start of the OTAs. Lions coach Dan Campbell is nervous that the Saints could hire defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn as their new coach. Dan Quinn, I have unfinished business here that is on returning to the Dallas Cowboys. The Washington football team announced their new name, Washington Commanders. There's a bet thrown out the window. Uh, no, we said what the presidents. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. All season, San Francisco 49ers want to uh, want contract extensions for Debo Samuels and Nick Bosa. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The GM Jason Litch is ready to find Tom Brady's successor, as Tom Brady officially announced his retirement. I am not going to go <laughs> into what I really want to say, but I'm going to yeah. right there. Somebody else said it. I'm just going to share what I can on that behalf. Um, Senior Bowl standouts, uh, Jermaine Johnson, the second defensive end out of Florida State. This is for people that like this type of stuff. Keep an eye out, especially for uh, people like me and, you know, evaluating and, you know, scouting players. This is a very good skill to use and practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Channy Tittle, linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, Zion Johnson, offensive lineman out of Boston. Uh, Malik William, uh, Wills, uh, quarterback out of Liberty. And Kingsley Adebray, defensive end out of South Carolina. And continuing with the news, Jimmy Cabrera looks towards the future. Says that the 49ers are working with him to find the right destination. Meanwhile, we had just talked about it during the uh, afternoon coffee break segment. Brian Flores sues the NFL and three teams for racism, and he also made statements on that as well. I did not read that because I was too busy reading this behalf. Right. Um, oh, that's what I forgot to do. Not going to do that. Um, question, Durham. We was talking about this earlier today, and I mm-hmm. thought it was worth talking about again. Yeah. Flyer Flores, is it time for NFL players to start standing up and start protesting to get on the field? For me personally, after sitting down and talking with you and everything, I still stand to my answer, but you did make a lot of sense. But at the same time, I still believe that they need to actually physically start protesting again. And the reason why I say that is because it seems like that everything that's happening with the Brian Flores ordeal and with them putting that stuff out on the field in racism and stuff like that, it seems like nothing is changing. It just seems like now everything is just behind the scenes. So if we put this back in front of people and people are going to hate that and people are going to lose viewers over it. And at the same time, you risk losing viewers, just like how Brian Flores risked himself losing as a coach. You know, if you do that, if you put this in front, then attention is still being shown. Awareness is still actually in the making. People can read that at the end of the end zone, it says in racism. Black lives matter. They could read all that and it ain't going to matter. But if you people 
actually during the national anthem, lock arms and still show that protesting is still there and that we're not going to forget about this and you're not going to put this behind the scenes. You're still bringing that type of awareness. That's just me. Like I said, you made sense. I totally agree with what you said. But in my personal opinion, that's not just it. Well, I'm just pretty much at a point where I just believe that Brian, Brian Flores is actually protesting himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's uh, opening up other people to kind of protest in their own right. in their own way. And it really probably goes towards more black coaches than it does anybody else. But anybody else that's willing to speak out, you know, on just any type of racism, any type of discrimination as well. And that would be something that is uh, needed. Meanwhile, um, um, Hugh Jackson has said that he could back Brian Flores up on the behalf of racism in the NFL. And yes. I'm sure that many other black coaches can too. Yes. So if anybody, again, if anybody believe that Brian Flores do not have a case, you, you're you kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. You're kidding yourself. If you Absolutely. take time to read, you will learn. If you don't mm-hmm. take the time to read, listen to my podcast and I'll read it to you. Okay. <laughs> Well, just listen to your podcast overall. You you shared a lot of things that a lot of people need to understand. I agree. Um, because it's not... I think my purpose, really my purpose in my podcast, not just for, you know, talking about racism and discrimination, but, you know, getting people to understand that if it has to take a teaching level of actually reading, because people prefer being read to versus reading themselves. Mm-hmm would make it a lot more easier for people to, you know, read and understand and listen to things that are going on. And with Brian Flores and this lawsuit here, this here, this is worth some reading. It is. This got some really good information in here. I read as far as up as to page 35. I'm on 38. Yeah, I read up as far as, matter of fact, no, because I highlighted more than that. I thought you was up to more than that. 46. Yeah. See, I'm at 38. So I'm still I'm still a little behind, but I've read some stuff on that. Yeah, I, and and it's pretty much gonna be the same thing what you're hearing, Daryl. It's probably just gonna be a little bit more of, of a different viewpoint if I do have something else on that behind. But I'm not about to get ready to just let people make an excuse. Oh, I don't have the time to read it, or I don't have the time to listen to it. If oh. you can listen to everything else, you could definitely listen to that. You hear me? You, you hear can. me? And yeah. protesting on that behalf is what Brian Flores is doing. Exactly. He's actually protesting in a far more different way than what most NFL players uh, did back in 2020. That's right. That's and I right. believe this is the way to go. It is. This is the way to go. That last really explains everything. It's really the way to go. If you want to really not only show an example of racism, this is a way to protest that. Lawsuits. It's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. He's been documenting stuff like like crazy. All this stuff makes sense. We as Black people can back him up on that. We can't, you know, specifically say, oh, this is what happened in the front office, but we could definitely say, oh, this is exactly, this is something similar to what we have went through as Black people. This is what racism racism is all about. Mm Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, since you mentioned that, Daryl, there's one thing I'm going to read that you just said that literally shows that. 
perhaps worst of all in connection with this with this distribution of settlement monies to retirees who suffer from dramatic injuries. Is this it? Yes. Uh, for dramatic brain injury, the NFL insisted on applying so-called race norms. Simply put, the NFL took the position that white people simply have better baseline continuity function than black people. This is the very definition of racism. The assumption that someone is not as smart as another person because of the color of his or her skin. Moving on. That is it. That is all I have. So, you have anything else for that? No, sir. We'll be right back with the basketball side with you, Daryl. We'll be right back. All right. We're back again. Double take sports talk with the Watch Brothers. I'm Daryl. Dan's on the opposite side. Yep. All right. So, let's go ahead and take a look at the basketball side, the NBA side of this. <sighs> the Brooklyn Nets. They are struggling without Kevin Durant. He has been out for an extended period of time, and they hope to end their five-game skid against the Sacramento Kings. The very same team that they lost to, to hit number five, the Phoenix Suns is back on their winning streak. They hit 11 in a row. Vanessa Bryant to receive honor for her leadership in sports. And Joe Ingles is done for the season after tearing his ACL. And the Washington Wizards are interested in Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons' trade. I was going to mention that on the mental health talk, but I was like, nah, let me just kind of keep this on the basketball side. So Mm -hmm. uh, the Wizards are actually interested in getting Ben Simmons on that behalf. But the package is not going to include um, um, Tyrese. Oh, God, I forgot his last name. And I think Matisse Thibault. I could be wrong. And I just looked at it, too. But it won't include them, so. Uh, it'd just probably be a clean Bradley Bill Ben Simmons train. And Bradley Bill's already ready to go. He's conflicted anyway, but right. in my opinion, he's ready to go. Right. He's ready for a change of scenery. So right. I right. think that would be a good equal trade, in my personal opinion. Right. But right. you got stupid people like Daryl Morey that decides that you're going to want more for the worth of cost. At least you opened your mind to simmering down on the pricing tag for the trade. At least. So that's something I should applaud his ass for because he just kind of mental up here too. So mm-hmm. let me not jump to any more conclusion than what it already is. So just a second, Uncle Remus. Yeah. Um, breaking news real quick, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. No, this, go gonna take, this is going to take nothing but a second. Mm-hmm. Two minutes ago. First, I'm going to read something again. Mm-hmm. Only one of the NFL's 32 teams, which is 3%, employs a black head coach. Breaking news just came out. The Minnesota Vikings are expected to hire the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, as their head coach. The deal cannot be finalized until after the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Is he black? Kevin is he O'Connell? White? He's yeah. white. Okay. No, I mean, I, I just wanted a little bit more detail. I mean, that's. I just That's why I read what I read. 
I don't know if you was adding to that or subtracting to that. I'm subtracting from that. This so is exactly hide. why. This is exactly why this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go. Another white coach right up on top of the list. While the That's while the bad. black folks, while the black coaches are just being swept to the side. Always. So always <sighs> can't win. Yeah. All right. Last thing on my list. Point guard position. Magic Johnson. Last week, I said I was going to compare Nikola Jokic and Magic Johnson. And the reason why I said I was going to take them two and compare them is not because of their performance, not necessarily because of their performance, but how they can perform in a point forward aspect and a center playmaking aspect. That's why I'm doing this. If y'all talk about, oh, Magic's the greatest of all, and Magic can do uh, Nikola Jokic all day. Yeah, we get that. We get that. But that's not what the hell I'm trying to get with this. Uh, with this. All right? Let's just be real about that. So, during Magic Josh's 13 seasons in the NBA with the Lakers, he had average 19. Nah, let's round that up. 20 points a game. Shot 52% from the court. He had 7.2 rebounds a game. And he had 11.2 assists per game. And that was in his career. And I had mentioned that Nikola Jokic had like roughly 26 points a game. He was shooting close to roughly 50-something. 57% from the court. And he was averaging 7.6 assists per game to Magic's 11.2. Here's the thing. What does these two have in common? They're balanced. I would Smoothly. go say playmaking. Yeah, that too. But they're balanced. It's not about it's not about stat chasing. It's about doing what you got to do to win. And this is what these two have. Not only do they both have playmaking abilities. Now, can they call it Jokic make a um uh, players better around him? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're dishing out 12 assists and you're averaging seven, you damn near, oh yeah, you can do it. Matthew Johnson was averaging 11. So you got a balance. You can score and you can pass and be a playmaker. Matthew Johnson, he says it just like this, as a point guard. Oh, and he has a point for it. I didn't realize that it's a point four. Yeah. I just thought he was strictly a point guard. Who, Irvin Johnson? Yes. I thought he was strictly a point guard. He's a point four. Oh, yeah. I thought you knew that. No. Well, here's what this is why I said that. Because during his Laker years, early in the 80s and uh, early 90s, he was strictly a point guard. But when he came back, Dale Harris had him as a forward which officially made him a point forward. Ah, gotcha. Okay. That's why I thought he was strictly a point guard, gotcha. but he's a point forward. I gotcha. That so Magic, this is how he says it. When he reaches, when he actually gets advice from other point guards, he says this, when you're a point guard and you're trying to win, sometimes you just have to be a little selfish. 
Let me give you an example. 42 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists. You scored more points and grabbed more rebounds than you did assists. And that was in the NBA Finals in 1980. Game six. Crucial Game six. Crucial guy. Replacing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Crucial. You hear me? Crucial. Yes. Crucial. You have to be selfish. And that was what Magic Johnson did. Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic is the same exact same way. Sometimes you have to be selfish. You're scoring 30 points. You're grabbing 17 rebounds. But you're only getting like eight, nine assists. Maybe even 12. A triple double, but just but you're scoring more, you're grabbing more rebounds, you're playing more offensively than you are defensively. Sometimes you have to play selfishly, and that's what Magic Johnson tells all other point guards that actually reaches out to him for advice. And it makes sense, it makes perfect sense. You throw down what you need to when you're actually playing that game, you have to mix it up. And you have to have the ability to do everything from all positions. And that's why they call it Jokic. I had him last week, and that's why I got Magic Johnson today. Because they both show that you could be selfish and unselfish at the same time in different aspects. That's why he took home MVP award. That's why he did it. Because he had to be selfish in order for his team to win. He, he could be a championship player. He could actually win a ring. But he has to have a lot more to a point guard versus him. And that's how and that's how they can do it. And that's why Magic Johnson got himself five rings. Mm-hmm. He's got himself five rings because of his ability to mix it up, playing offensively, selfishly, and defensively as a team. Right. That's the deal. That is the deal. But that's all I got. All right. We'll be right back with what's next week on our podcast. We'll be right back. All right, what's next? For next week on our podcast, of course, it's just going to be the very basic news from the basketball and football world and then the point guard precision with Durham. That's all we got for next week. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting, to say the least. I know. All right, so that wraps up another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers. We're on YouTube. You can search the box of Double Take Sports Talk and also we're on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Facebook, you can hit us up at the Watch Brothers, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hit us up at DTST2414. And also, now I keep forgetting, subscribe to our channel and like our videos. Share them. Do what you got to do. But until then, I'm Daryl. Dan's on the opposite side. Yep. All right. Catch up with another episode of Double Take Sports Talk. Until then. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>